0: name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. Besides the crucifixion and the resurrection, there are not many stories that are told in all four Gospels, very few. This, the feeding of the 5,000, is one of those stories in all four Gospels. It gives us some idea of the importance of this story to uh, to the early church. The uh, details are the same in every one of the gospels: five loaves, and two fish, five thousand men, twelve baskets left over. The Gospel of John adds one little detail that this this uh, the five loaves and two fish were a, a boy's lunch. Now, when I started working on this sermon, I had a problem. <coughs> Father Mark, when he asked me to preach today, he said, Now this is the Sunday before Advent, and I want you to preach on Advent. And I looked at the lesson, the feeding of the 5,000. How am I going to make an Advent sermon out of the feeding of the 5,000? Well, I went to work. The first thing I noticed, which everyone does, is the compassion of Jesus in this story they were in a desolate place people had been with him all day it was starting to get late the uh, the first four gospels uh, we call them the synoptics because they are all similar to each other in fact this story in the synoptic gospels matthew mark and luke almost identical word for word in the synoptic gospels The disciples come to Jesus and say, send send everybody away to the villages so that they can uh, find something to eat. In John, the Gospel of John, Jesus asks Philip, where will we buy bread to feed the people? And Philip responds, are you nuts? There are 5,000 people plus women and children. that's not exactly what he said. Uh, He said, 200 denarii. Wouldn't feed all of this crowd. 200 denarii uh, a day's wage was a denarius, so figure the math. It's, it's over a half a year's or half a year's wages. And of course, we know what happened. Jesus fed the people with uh, five loaves and two fish, the boys' lunch. Compassion. Jesus had compassion on the people. He didn't want them to go hungry. They were in a deserted place. There were any provisions. But that doesn't get me any closer to uh, Father Mark's instructions to preach. So I kept studying. And uh, and I realized that uh, there's a direct connection between the feeding of the 5,000 in the gospel and the feeding of Israel in the desert with the manna. Israel was in the desert. Jesus and the 5,000 were in a deserted place. Israel had no food. The 5,000 have no food. God fed the people of Israel in the wilderness with manna. Jesus feeds the 5,000 with bread. The Gospel writers now, remember, the Gospel writers intended us that we make this this connection. In fact, Jesus Himself would later in the chapter speak of the feeding of of, of Israel with manna Himself. And in that connection, He would say, I am the bread of life. If anyone eats this bread, he won't go hungry anymore. But still, it doesn't get me any closer to Father Mark's instructions to preach, Advent. I looked a little closer at the text and uh, as many people have noticed, there is a connection between the feeding of the 5,000 and the feeding that Jesus gives us in the Eucharist every Sunday. In the Synoptic Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, the actions of Jesus, the gestures of Jesus are exactly the same gestures that the priest has in the Mass. Jesus took bread. The priest takes bread. Jesus looked up to heaven. The priest looks up to heaven. Jesus blessed the bread. The priest blesses the bread. Jesus broke the bread. The priest breaks the bread. There is a church in Galilee, the northwest part of Galilee, right right by the sea, right by the Sea of Galilee. Uh, It's a modern church. I think it was built in the mid-20th century. But this modern church sits on top of what had been an ancient 4th century church. And the mosaic floor of the ancient church is now the floor of the modern church. And in this mosaic floor, right right in front of the altar, there is a picture that shows a basket with bread in it. And on either side of the basket, there are two fish kind of wrapped around the basket. You may have seen this picture, it's very common to to have it in postcards and anything else. If you look very close, however, at the basket, there are only four loaves in the basket. Four, not five, four. If you ask the attendant at the church, four loaves, why are there only four loaves in the basket? The attendant will tell you, there are only four loaves in the basket because the fifth loaf is on the altar. Well, this may be very interesting, but it still doesn't get me any closer to Father's Mark's instructions to preach Advent. I kept looking, and then I saw it. Then I saw it. The very last verse in the text, when people saw the sign that Jesus had done, the beating of the 5,000 with the boys' lunch, they said, This is of a truth. The prophet who is to come into the world. Ah, there it is, Advent. Now remember, Advent, the word Advent, means coming or arrival. Now as we go through Advent, we're going to be seeing scriptures all the way through Advent. Scriptures that don't seem to be like Advent. But look closer, because there will be a theme of coming and arrival in those texts. Because you see, Advent isn't just about the little Lord Jesus asleep on the hay. Advent isn't just about hark the air of angels sing. Advent isn't just about while shepherds watch their flocks by night. Advent. Advent is about whenever And wherever Jesus comes to man. You know, when we start looking at the Gospels then, Advent's everywhere. You know, the very next story, I mean, just immediately, right after the feeding of the 5,000, you know the story. Uh, Jesus went up on the mountain to pray. And the disciples got in the boat to go across to Capernaum in the boat. And as they were going, it got dark. And the wind started blowing against them. And they were struggling to row against the wind. And in the dark night, Jesus comes walking to them across the sea. It scared them to death. They thought, it's it a ghost or worse? And Jesus said, don't be afraid, it's me. And he got in the boat with them. They had Advent. So it is throughout the Gospels. Fishermen washing their nets by the sea. Jesus comes along and says to them, Follow me. And they follow him. Advent. A tax collector in the tax booth. And Jesus comes up to him and says, Follow me. Advent. A man sitting in a tree. And Jesus comes up to him looks up and says, come down from there. I'm going home and eat with you. That's Advent. Two men walking on the road to Emmaus. Jesus comes up and walks with them. All day he's walking with them, talking with them. They don't know who he is. They stop for supper. He breaks the bread and blesses it. As he breaks the bread, They recognize it's Jesus. Advent. Advent's all over the place. And Advent is still happening right now. Right now. I have a friend, he's a preacher. A lot of my friends are preachers. Somebody asked him one day when it was that he worked on his sermons. And Brian thought a second, and he said, When am I not working on a sermon? What Brian meant was that the preacher is always watching, always listening, because he knows that every day there is going to be something that will happen, someone that he will meet that will have a relevance to the preaching that he will be doing the next Sunday Every preacher is aware that at some point in time, they're going to wake up in the middle of the night with some kind of an inspiration, some kind of a thought about the sermon. Thought or an inspiration didn't come from them. No. And they get up out of their bed because they know this is a very fragile thing, and if they don't write it down right then, they will lose it and forget it. And it will Advent. Father Anthony, I heard him one day say that his prayer for preaching was, Lord, show me what you want me to tell the people. You see what his prayer was? It was a prayer for Advent. Advent's not just 2,000 years ago in the manger. Advent is here and now. We just need to be watching for it. Open our eyes. Open our ears. Open our hearts. Because we never know when Advent might come to us. In the 14th chapter of John, 23rd verse, by the way, Jesus says, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and to make our home with him. Now that's Advent. In that's the very heart of Advent. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen.